up, everybody? We are live for Immaculate Perceptions. And uh, actually, Andy, a.k.a. producer, by the way, will not be joining us tonight. Uh, he's decided that uh, Armando and I are terrible. We don't know sports. And that uh, it's been really hard for him to actually communicate with us uh, because, you know, we're not as big on the AAF as he is and things like that. So, sorry, Andy. We'll miss you. <laughs> He'll be back next week. So, yeah. Feel better, buddy. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so, let me uh, let me double check, make sure we're live on at least the YouTubes uh, before yes. we really get started. Looks like we are live. We are live there. Are we live on the Twitters, Armando? Let me double check. Let's find out. Are we live on the Twitters? That's a big question. <laughs> see, I go to Twitter to just see if we're live, and then all of a sudden I get bombarded with notifications. Yeah, I don't have that problem. I'm not as big and famous as you. Well, you know. But, uh... eh, you're not that small. I mean, you're you're a pretty big guy, you know. <laughs> it's got jokes. Let's see. Uh, I'm not no? seeing it yet. It does not look. It does not look. I don't know why we can't get it going oh. on Twitter for some reason. I'm not sure. But anyways, guys, so here we are, Immaculate Perceptions. We are back. Another episode for you guys. And since Andy is gone, we're actually going to do a full basketball episode. Uh, Andy is not quite as big on basketball as we are, uh, but I have really enjoyed the playoffs this year. It's been it's been very interesting. It's one of the most interesting playoffs I can remember due to a lot of different reasons, but uh, specifically having to do with the fact that LeBron is not in. So, like, the question of will LeBron make it back has not been there. Uh, and actually, the ratings have reflected that in the opposite way. It, the ratings are actually down this year for the playoffs because LeBron's not in. I Personally, I've enjoyed it. Are you it. surprised? Are you surprised? No, no, I, I'm not surprised. But being someone who actually, like, likes basketball outside of a few players and would watch no matter who was in, it's been more interesting and there's been more intrigue. To me, like, especially in the Eastern Conference, having no idea who's going to make it. Like, it literally could have been, I'm not going to say all eight teams, but probably five of the teams it could have been easily. You know, at least the top four. At least the top four. Uh, and then, I don't know, were, were there some good teams in the in the top eight? I guess not, because Ol Oladipo is out for the Pacers and, you know. But any, anyways, regards, it, it's been really interesting. And then the Western Conference... With the Durant injury, it also made it super, super, super interesting. So, uh, definitely going to dig into those playoffs tonight. Yes, indeed. Let's get after it, man. I got lots to say. I got some womp womps to hand out, and uh, it's not going to be pretty for a foreign player who now goes by something that rhymes. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> well, before we get into the basketball, though, before we get into the basketball, make sure you guys check us out on Twitter at IPPod. But Andy is not here. So in dedication, uh, you know, in, in memoriam to Andy not being here, he may be dead. I don't think he's dead. He is. How dead. fitting in memoriam on Memorial Day. How Mem fitting. M -m memoriam. How about that? Uh, we do have some AAF news. Uh, XFL, spring football is what we call it at the beginning here. Spring football. The XFL has actually, in a super passive-aggressive yet useful move, has asked the X or the AAF if they can buy all of their equipment. What do you think? <laughs> you know what? I think it's great. Uh, AAF needs all the financial help they can yeah. get. So on a very pragmatic level, it's a, it's a benefit, but it definitely is rubbing their face in it. Yeah. 
because they couldn't get it together. So it's a little bit of both. Hey, uh, hey, hey, guys, uh, you know those footballs you got? Uh, can we change the stitching on that? Uh, can we just go and get those? I mean, you don't need them. You don't need them for anything, do you? But really, what, what are they going to use? They can't use the balls because the, the balls are different. They use the helmets for sure. Really? Is it, so they just take off the um, the logo then and, and wrap them again? Yeah, I'm actually in the helmet business, and I can tell you it's actually pretty – for someone who knows what they're doing, it's pretty easy to repurpose those helmets. So uh, you can repaint them. You can do the whole nine yards. You can strip them down. You can pull the logos off, switch them out, stuff like that. So a lot of those are speed flexes, and speed flexes like – I think if you were to just buy them like retail, they probably retail around 450 bucks a piece. So like uh-huh. just the helmet with nothing on it, right? So I mean, if you're buying them, if you're buying them in bulk, you can get them for you know probably around 300 dollars or whatever. But they're probably going to get a better deal buying it from the X or the AAF. I mean, they got all these Speedflex helmets that they're not doing anything with. Almost all the helmets in the AAF were uh, Speedflex. You, those are the yeah, ones so- they've got the little design like little octagon looking design on the front and yeah. uh they're yeah. they're really 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 nice so so if they normally retail right so put yourself in, in the shoes of vince mcmahon ceo of the wwe f now e and now XFL All the w's, again www.wwe.wwf <laughs> forward slash wwf <laughs> um so if they normally retail for around 400 450 bucks uh if i'm then buying them from you the aaf how much do you think he's going to be able to get them for uh, probably, I don't know, probably 250 bucks a piece, maybe somewhere around there. I would think, I mean, it's not like they're going to do anything with them really. I mean, they'll probably hold on to some of them as collector's items. I mean, I'm glad I got my AAF hat somewhere around here, my Atlanta legends hat. It's kind of cool to, you know, have a piece of that history, but, um, you know, I don't know how much they'll be able to get for them, but I mean, there's other equipment too. I mean, simple stuff, you know, like kicking tees, pads, Gatorade, you know, jugs, or I don't know, Gatorade may supply all those, but I mean, there's a lot of different stuff, you know. I don't know. They Are probably can't repurpose the uniforms, but maybe use them as, you know, practice uniforms, practice squad. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Yeah, they got their pennies uh, for the practice for the scout team, the pennies. So. So <laughs> you mentioned collectibles and you said that you're also in the helmet business for those audience members who may not know, uh, is this something that uh, you're going to be able to uh, sell in your helmet business? If you're able to get your hands on some uh, AAF gear, I would say, I would say this, I would say if there's a player from the AAF, like uh, oh, what's the guy? I can't remember his name. Uh, Ortiz, maybe the guy that I don't think it's Ortiz. He was the quarterback of the uh, Birmingham team. It's a Spanish name, I believe, but I know you're talking he about. Got, yeah. I think he got signed to a practice squad or something like that. If any of these oh, AF players end up going over to the NFL and actually do really well, then those could be some helmets down the line that would be collectors' items. But you know, gotcha. most likely, probably not. It would be very few and far between. Now with the XFL, maybe that would be something. You know, in the future, people would be interested. In. This is what I know: collectors they love like rare rare helmets and they love helmets that are you know speed flexes are all the rage now so since they're pretty much all speed flexes uh you know then there definitely might be a market for some of the players if they go into the nfl right now as it stands they're outside of maybe maybe trent richardson or johnny manziel there's there's not another those are the only two players in the af i would say that may be a market for their helmets. But Johnny Manziel only played like half a game. And Trent Richardson, I mean, he's already got plenty of NFL helmets he's been on. I mean, at least, what's he been on? Three teams, I believe. 
uh, yeah. Browns, Colts, and Raiders. Many years. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, maybe Zach Stacy would be a third, maybe, but I don't know. Uh, I, I think Zach Stacy will find his way back to the NFL. I think he might find his way back to the Rams just based on how Gurley's knee is not really holding oh, up. God, that's so that's so crazy. After a massive running. contract. Yeah. You know the Rams actually draft in the third round another running back just this past draft, yeah. just as an insurance policy. I noticed. Yeah, who, who was it? I can't remember who it was. Somebody had heard of it, I think. I don't know. I can look it up, though, if you want to go yeah, to the next yeah, topic. Yeah, look, look that up. Uh, before we go to the next topic, we will get this answer in. So what I'm doing right now is calling a stall tactic, where I'm basically talking nonsense while Armando gets a chance to pull this up. And Armando, now he's got the goods. Tell us, who is the running back, Armando? All right, number three. Nope, uh, they got it wrong. Then it was not number three. It was... Yeah, round number three. Uh, from Memphis, Daryl Henderson. Oh, yeah, yeah, the guy from Memphis. Number, six, number 70 overall. They say he's very vol- or, uh, versatile. Like, he catches a lot of balls out of the back, you know, backfield and stuff like that. So, yeah, they're talking about Todd Gurley has possible permanent damn arthritis in his knee or something. It's something arthritis. crazy. Arthritis. He's not like, in his mid-20s. Yeah, I know. Well, he did have, you know, obviously being a Georgia fan, you know, I remember his injury he had where he tore his ACL. Um, or whatever. I think it was ACL, MCL, whatever it was. It was a terrible injury. Uh, it was against, I think it was at the end of the Clemson game, maybe? I can't remember exactly when it was, but I remember seeing it like, dang. What is bad as Chubbs? Chubbs was worse. The fact that Chubb is, you know, killing it in the NFL right now uh, is really a testament to how hard that guy works. But Gur- Gurley and sure. Chubb are two of the best running backs in college. You know, they're not Bo Jackson or Herschel Walker, but Todd Gurley was the, I'll say this, Todd Gurley was the best college running back I had seen. Adrian Peterson's the only other one that really stands out to me is is ones that I actually saw with my own eyes play in college. Todd Gurley was unbelievable. And uh, I actually if do you remember the uh when he got suspended uh because that guy uh he was charging for autographs or something? Faintly, yes. Yeah. So yeah. I, I actually played poker with the guy uh who was the source of all that. Like people no in kidding. Georgia, people in Georgia wanted to hang the guy. Like he had crowds of people outside of his house. Like it was really, really, really bad situations. So, what? Yeah, I actually knew the guy. I played poker with him a lot, and uh, he actually he still says, you know, or I can't say this day. I haven't talked to him since probably a couple months after it because he basically disappeared. Uh, he said back then that, that he was there was a memorabilia company that was really behind the whole thing, and they basically outed him. You know, kind of blamed it all on him, but it was really a memorabilia company that was behind it and stuff. So he was a scapegoat. Yeah, he was a scapegoat. That's what that's what he claims. But uh, those Georgia fans are rabid. They, they, they don't care. I mean, there were people that wanted to hang that guy for sure. Uh, he got a lot of death threats and all kinds of stuff. People take take this stuff way too seriously. But it's just the game, folks. It's just the game. And I'm that person. <laughs> but anyways, okay. So all right, let's move on. Let's talk about topics at hand. We're talking. Basketball, NBA basketball, NBA playoffs. Let's start with the Eastern Conference Finals. We had the Bucks versus the Raptors. We had uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo versus Kawhi Leonard. And man, does one person coming from the Western Conference to the Eastern Conference make this big of a deal? The answer is yes. You know, I tell you, watching the series, I, I was very hopeful. In fact, I had a, a running bet with my brother, uh, Joe, Joe, if you're watching, still owe me a dinner from round two. 
uh, bet that we made, but I was really looking to see Giannis make that next step in his evolution. He's only 24 years old, but he's, you know, he's increased different facets of his game, improved every year. Uh, and they were up 2-0 in the series. They held whole court advantage, you know, and I'm feeling really excited. I said in a couple episodes ago that Giannis is like my new favorite player, you know, and uh, he's the future of the NBA and I'm excited and I'm all in. Fear the deer, fear the, deer the whole nine yards. And then he ran into a buzzsaw called Kawhi Leonard and what used to be called the Toronto Baby Dinosaurs. Well, we can't really call them that anymore. They have tremendous depth. They played suffocating defense. And frankly, they exposed the Greek who's got a freakishly bad mid-range game. He looks so young. He, lo- he looks so young he and inexperienced after game two. He's literally a, a, a more slender, more cut, more slightly more freakishly athletic version of Ben Simmons. Who can pass almost as good as Ben Simmons. He can't shoot. It was really disappointing to see just how one-dimensional Milwaukee's offense looked once uh, I think it was in game three, coach Nick Nurse of the Toronto Raptors said, you know what, Kawhi, you're our best player, both on offense and defense. Guess who your new assignment is on defense? That tall Greek guy. And he stuck him on him. And from then on, uh, Giannis was not able to get shots off the way he used to. And Kawhi suffocated him. And it showed. And I tip my cap to Kawhi Leonard, man. He balled out. And uh, very, very disappointed in how the Bucks could not uh, make any adjustments. They didn't have a second pitch, so to speak. And uh, he missed a lot of shots did. too. I mean, he missed a lot of layups. He missed. He, he there were certain times where he had the ball right next to the rim, and you like just knew you were you're watching it, and you're like turn around and put the ball in the net, and he's looking for an outlet pass, you know, um, or a pass out by the perimeter, and mm-hmm. you know it it just became really apparent that he shrunk. You know, after those first two games, once Kawhi got on him. He absolutely shrunk. And it's just so funny to me to watch the sports conversation and how much things shift. Like, we, oh, yeah. I literally watched Colin Coward one day on his show with, I can't remember who was with him, some basketball analyst, maybe it was Chris Broussard, can't really remember. And uh, the conversation was, okay, now, especially, you know, if Kawhi leaves, even though he's there in Toronto, the Bucks are the new dynasty. If you're looking at a team to replace the Golden State Warriors – as the dominant dynasty in the NBA, it is the Bucks. They were up two games to zero, and in game two, they throttled the Raptors. Like, it wasn't even close. So, uh, you know, funny how quickly it changes to the Bucks dynasty, to Giannis shrinks. Kawhi Leonard is now maybe, some people are saying, the best player in the NBA, especially with Kevin Durant hurt and, you know, LeBron uh, who still had an MVP caliber season if he wouldn't have been injured last year. But, um, you know, Kawhi, to me, and I'll say this about Kawhi. Kawhi is the most athletic basketball player I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. he's He is a, the stuff that he does athletically. Now, Russ, well, people say Russell Westbrook is the fastest basketball player. Uh, the fastest basketball player I ever saw with my own two eyes without question was Derrick Rose's rookie season. No question. He was faster than Westbrook. But in terms of overall athleticism, and what I mean by that is, like, how far that man stretches his arms when he tries to steal a pass, I've never seen anything like it. He looks like Elastic Man out there. So let's actually let's actually show a, uh, a clip of a dunk that he had this week uh, against Giannis and the Bucks. Here we go. Let's check this out. 
Middleton goes behind the back and lost it. Lowry with the steal. He has Giannis behind him. That is like a fucking I think they'll show a replay of it in slow now. Hopefully. If not, they missed a great opportunity. Here it comes. So here it is again. Finals on TNT. Lowry. He should have just taken a shot. Right over Giannis. And he had another one he made where he missed, where he missed the dunk. You know? And Drake. Drake. You know, it's interesting. They said, like, oh, he posterized uh, uh, Giannis and stuff. But really, though, if you go back and watch the replay, Giannis was trying to be the help defender, just stuck his hand up in an attempt to try to make a play on the ball. He wasn't already there jumping yeah. straight up. I mean, there is no Scottie Pippen, Patrick Ewing. No. But it was still a great dunk. And, uh, you know, then he falls down afterwards with all the momentum. The crowd gets hyped. And Drake's giving massages to the head coach. The whole thing. <laughs> yeah, that was but, uh, that. That definitely made big waves. I mean, Budenhoser even said something about it in uh, post game after game five or uh, game four. Said something yeah. about it afterwards. How ridiculous it was. He, he said like, if you've got, you know, somebody, if you have a a singer that's performing at a concert, imagine if you had some athlete that just kept jumping up on the stage uninvited. And like trying to sing, you know, and that seems that seems like kind of what's going on there. But back 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 to Kawhi. I mean, like I said, he he's so long, he's so athletic, he he does stuff, you know, that we haven't really seen people do. And he's a two way player, you know. He is a two way player. He reminds me of uh, Kobe in his prime because Kobe used to lock down the other team's yeah. best player yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, in a lot of cases. But uh, in terms of just the build. Maybe a little bit better now, uh, just comparing eras. But uh, I, if if I just blur out the face and the jersey, and just look at bodies and how they're up and down the court playing defense on both sides, he kind of reminds me of MJ. He kind of does. Well, that dunk, he, this man could dunk from the free throw line with ease. Like we've already seen over the last couple of weeks, several dunks in transition with defenders there, jumping from yeah. about a foot inside the free throw line. If there was nobody in front of him, like he could easily dunk from the free throw line, no question about it. Um, I do think Giannis could as well, though. When you talk about most athletic, I'm yeah. probably going to lean his way because he is that much longer and can jump well, out of see, the gym. Yeah, but I agree. Like I understand what you're saying, but he, he has like the the body advantage of just being absolutely huge. Like Kawhi, how tall is Kawhi Leonard? Like he's not he's not seven six, foot. You know, he's seven, probably six. Maybe? Yeah, I would say six six or six seven. But his arms are just so his arms are so freakishly long, and his hands. Six seven, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah six seven. So, like what the Greek freak is doing, I mean, for a center or power forward, like definitely is very super athletic for his size. Kawhi Leonard is just like an average size basketball player. You know, he does have the freakishly long arms and the big hands, but outside of that, like, I I don't know, man. I, I guess really, it's on defense that he does stuff that guys his size should not be able to do. That's fair. I'll give you that. You know the new nickname they're giving him now? The Cyborg? Well, I think I heard that once, but apparently now that's not the, that's not even the newest thing they're calling him. What's the newest? The Claw. Oh, the Claw. Yeah, I've seen him call the Claw before. Because, like, defense, whatever else. But I I have a hard time hearing that and not thinking of Jim Carrey and Liar Liar. The Claw! Like, and that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the, the thing about it is, is, like, he, he is... The reason people call him a cyborg because, like, have you ever seen the laugh video of him laughing? 
Yes, yes, I have. He looks like a robot. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> if you watch him after the interviews, like you've or after the games, you've never seen a drier interview than a Kawhi Leonard interview. Oh my gosh, it was so funny. We should have a clip of this. I, I should have pulled a clip of this up ahead of time. But it was the game after game six when they won. Now keep in mind, Kawhi Leonard had to hit that game winning shot against the 76ers to even get them to this point. Sure. Uh, but so they win game six. It's a close game, goes down to free throws, and uh, Siakam nails one of them, and the game's pretty much over. And so they interview him after the game, and the reporter, the sideline reporter, goes, how is the team feeling right now? And he goes, uh, and he's so dry, too. Like, uh, to be honest with you, uh, I haven't even had a chance to talk to anybody because we just won, and I'm just standing here talking to you, and I need to go back to the locker room and see how everybody's doing. <laughs> it was the funniest, like, most literal, like, definitely this guy is a robot. You know, he's definitely a robot. He's not human. He knows the exact right thing to say. He doesn't give you the coach speak or the, the player speak that they say after games. Yeah. You know, and it's it's both a blessing and a curse. I was listening to sports radio earlier, you know, and this is his last year of his contract as he got traded. You know, he didn't sign an yeah. extension. There's been zero mention of any contract talk. It could have been a distraction. It wasn't, you know, and so no one's going to feel if he decides to bounce or stay, no one's going to feel any kind of way because he never set up anybody to have any expectations because he doesn't talk, you know, and on the one side, that's really good. It's going to free him up from all bad press, et cetera. On the other side, I think he'd have a lot more fans if he'd be a little more animated. He don't care. Have a little bit more of a personality, but it's just not his way. And I think some some fans have a tough time gravitating towards him because he's not very engaging at all. He strikes me as the kind of guy that's going to be like Barry Sanders and retire four or five years early, and everybody be like, "Where did what? Why? You know?" Be like, "I played basketball. I won. He's already won a championship. You know." so, and he, he may win another one this year. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But one thing I want to mention that they talked about on TNT uh, the other night, a streak that now has continued 100% with Danny Green. Danny Green plays on the Raptors. He is going to the NBA Finals. And this keeps a streak alive that has been going on since 1983. Are you ready? That was the year I was born. Go ahead. Since, Gosh, you're younger than me. Since 1983, a teammate of Shaq's has been in every in the finals every single year. What? Yes. Since, Say that again. Say that again. Since That's 1983, crazy. a future or past teammate of Shaquille O'Neal has been in the finals every single year. Since 1983. Wow. Yeah. It's insane. It's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon, except it it's one degree and it's Shaq. Yeah, he played for six teams. So he played with Danny Green on the Cavaliers uh, when LeBron was there uh, before he went to the Spurs. So, yeah, very, very interesting that, you know, and this was Danny Green was the only player still alive in the in both the finals, Eastern Conference and Western Conference, that had the chance to continue the streak. And sure enough, he did. So uh, who knows? Maybe next year we'll see LeBron back. So that, that will continue the streak as well. But since 1983. Wow. It's insane. That is insane. Yeah. I wonder if there's like some people pulling the strings behind the scenes that we don't know about. The lizard. You know, like, oh, this crazy bet. It won't happen. To the flat Oops. earthers. Oh, crap. That's you. Okay. Anyways. Um, <laughs> you know what? We can go there. Let's <laughs> no, we'll spend the rest there. of the conversation. We we're can not go going there, there right We're not going to the edge because we'll fall off. Um, but First anyways. Well, you can because the ice wall surrounds it. Kind of like the... <laughs> 
the White Wall in Game of Thrones, except it can't be busted. Gosh, how because there's no White Walkers, and just as disappointing, I guess, as Game of Thrones. But anyways, uh, yeah. So I want want to want to throw that in there. So let's move on to uh, the finals. We already talked about last week. We talked a lot about you know Golden State going to the finals. It was already pretty much a done deal. So let's go ahead and move into talking about uh, what do we think is going to happen. In the finals, do we think the Raptors have a shot? And I'm going to make a case why all season long I've said no team has a shot against the Warriors. Even when Kevin Durant went down, I said the Rockets don't have a chance. The Blazers or the Nuggets don't have a chance. Nobody has a chance. But I'm going to actually tell you why right now I actually think I'm going to make a case for the Raptors winning. Now, ultimately, if if I'm betting, I'm betting on the Warriors to win in probably five times. 100%. You know? But I want to make a case for and you know something interesting that could happen. First of all, the Raptors two and zero versus the Warriors this season two and zero. Neither team was at full strength. But go ahead. Right, Kevin Durant didn't play one game. Kawhi didn't play one game. Whatever. But the Raptors did win both games. Meaningless regular season. But go ahead. But I will say this: if you go back to the last the last time a team seemed to have a chance at, at beating the Warriors. It would have been in the Western Conference Finals about, I think it was three years ago. Yeah, it would have been three seasons ago in the... Uh, the OKC, 3-1? Uh, no, that was actually, that would have been the very beginning of this run. That would have been five years ago, I think. But I'm talking about once they had Durant. Now, Grant, they don't have Durant now, but once they got Durant, the only team that looked like they had a shot was the San Antonio Spurs. Game one, Western Conference Finals, the Spurs were up by 25 points at halftime. Game one in mm-hmm. Golden State. Kawhi Leonard, I believe it was either at the end of the second quarter or beginning of the third quarter, jumps up to shoot a three-pointer. A lot of people say it was a dirty play. Zaza Pachulia puts his foot down. Kawhi lands on uh, you know, Pachulia's foot out for the rest of the series. Dunzo kind of actually leads into all the problems he has, ends up leaving San Antonio over it. But Kawhi Leonard was decimating the Warriors at that point. And that series may have been different if Kawhi Leonard does not go down. So Kawhi Leonard is what I would consider to be the only person I know of that seems to always have good games against the Warriors. And the pace of the games that the Warrior has now, uh, where they're constantly shooting three-pointers again and you know spreading the ball around the pick-and-rolls, that pace, the fast pace, as opposed to giving it to, to Durant and letting him go in isolation— it actually favors Kawhi Leonard. I'm not going to say it favors the Raptors, right. but it favors Kawhi Leonard. So I'm just making a case. I still believe the Warriors will win. In Let me go ahead and make the case. Let but. me go ahead and make the case why you're wrong, <laughs> you're uh, so because that's what I do best. Uh, yeah. And you, you uh, first of all, you, before I even go there, I'm, I'm backtrack because you said the only time that the Golden State Warriors looked vulnerable, and that's just simply not true. Uh, just last year, they were against the Houston Rockets in a seven-game series. And we're down, and it wasn't until Chris Paul went out on injury that that entire series shifted. So the Rockets absolutely he made, he gave made, he made a big State difference all they could handle, and they ended up falling short. But to say that Kawhi Spurs were the only ones, not true. But anyway, uh, moving on to why Golden State uh, has every reason to win this, and the Toronto Raptors do not. So... Uh, yes, Kevin Durant is out with an injury right now. He's probably not. He's definitely not going to play game one. Probably not game or two or three. Um, but he will, I, I suspect, come back to play at least one game if it gets to six or seven games in this year. You have Kawhi Leonard and a bunch of dudes. Now, 
Some of them are, are B players. Some of them are C players with high energy. Um, but aside from Kawhi Leonard, no one can get their own shot. Yeah, Fred that, that's Van Fleet, that, that's Van Fleet, the only reason Mark, that Mark didn't start Mark, a catch and fire. Van Fleet, Van Fleet a, a flash in the pan. But it Mark, was a Mark Gasol and Siakam are good players. Mark Gasol is 500 years old. And Danny Green. And Danny Green is 500 years old. Fred Van Fleet is young, but was trash. And then his wife gave birth to their their baby, and all of a sudden he caught fire. Yeah. That's not sustainable. He I caught agree. lightning in a bottle. I don't. I, I don't. I don't think Van Fleet will be a significant player in the series. No, but he was a significant player against the Bucks. Yeah, but I, I'm just saying that was. We see it from Third guys. Ibaka, we see guys get hot, make some shots. You know, yada yada yada. At the end of the day, the Golden State Warriors are one of the best defensive teams in the league, and they're going to say, "Okay, Draymond for one quarter, uh, Kawhi's your assignment." For the next quarter, Clay, who's also a really good defender, Kawhi's your assignment. Okay, we can go back to Draymond Green, or we can grab somebody else off the bench who now, because of Katie's absence and because Golden State has been so incredibly dominant, all of their bench, the vast majority, if not all, of their bench players have gotten lots of minutes, a lot of run, and so now they have confidence coming into the final legs, the, the final stretch of the playoff run. So all they need to do is just be a defensive body to bang around KD, uh, excuse me, Kawhi Leonard, send him to the line, okay, and be a nuisance. But besides the, the role players who got plenty of run over the last series because of KD's injury and just the sheer domination by Golden State, you have two of the best defenders in the league in Draymond Green and Klay Thompson. They're going to give Kawhi fits. And if he's got to expend all that energy on offense going against those two dudes and then guard, who are you going to guard? Steph, Clay, Draymond? He's going to be exhausted. Yeah, ma low management. Yeah, the, 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 they're probably going to put him on clay. That's probably who's going to end up playing. Maybe so, but you know what? It's not going to be enough. And they're going to need a Herculean effort from the supporting cast, and they're not going to get it because they don't shoot threes nearly as well as Golden State. And I suspect the games will be close up until about halftime. Golden State will make that patented third quarter run, and they won't be able to come back because they, they can't shoot the ball that well. Well, you know, the, the Raptors do have the home court advantage here. Um, which is very interesting because uh, Toronto is a tough place to play. You know, you're having to go to a different country. It's probably not that comfortable for, you know, a lot of these players. This is the first time, by the way, in history that the NBA Finals will be played outside the United States of America. So um, now, I'll say this. I'm not a huge fan of Canadians, so I'm going to be pulling for America here. But I do like Yeah, I, I hear you. And their politics are absolutely terrible. <laughs> but if, uh, if Golden State goes in there and steals game one or two, it's a wrap. If Toronto can hold home court and win games one and two, I think they have a shot. If they can be physical with Ibaka, with Siakam, and rough up some of their other players. Ibaka. Yeah, Ibaka's on there too. You know, he's not an offensive machine, although if he can give them 15 points a night, watch out. But if they can be physical the way the Rockets are physical, the way – uh, Portland at, or excuse me, the way um, LA Clippers are yeah, physical, Clippers. they have a chance. Yeah, I just don't see that happening. Well, okay, let's say, let's say hypothetically, let's just give a hypothetical. S Steph hurts his ankle game one; he's out for the whole series. Okay, the Raptors would would have a great chance to win at that point. They probably oh, would yeah. win more than fifty percent. Yeah. So let's say the Raptors do win. However, it happens. Let's say maybe they surprise us. I mean, we've seen surprising results before. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, when Oklahoma City had. Golden State down three games to one, you know, a few years ago. That definitely was surprising. But 
Uh, yeah, and they chug that away. But let's say they do win. Does Kawhi Leonard stay in Toronto? I think he'd be a fool not to. But do you think he will? Because I think he's not a, a, an emotional dude who make. I think he makes logical, uh, emotionless, pragmatic decisions. I think he weighs all the pros, all the cons. It sees there's very little cons, and he might be a reason to uh, uh, attract certain agents to maybe come play with him, repeat champions, beat the big bad Golden State, and uh, and do that. I, I think if he wins, he obviously would be the NBA Finals MVP. Uh, he would be foolish to go and that's why he wouldn't he would stay and sign an extension yeah i i'm really torn on this one with, with what i think um i think if they if they lose i think he's gone for sure if for sure yeah i think so i mean it's raptors you know but he got this far with a bunch of meh dudes uh yeah but look superstar yeah yeah but look he went from san antonio which a lot of people would say is like one of the greatest places to stay and for so many reasons. Of course, he, he felt like his own team turned on him is what happened there with Tony Parker making some comments. But, um, yeah, it was low. Yeah, it was low. It was real stupid by Tony Parker, the French. I, I, I'm, I'm more a fan of the Canadians than the French. But anyways, so, uh, you know, he leaves and he goes to Toronto, not by choice. He's traded there. And what what are the perks of being there in Canada other than having the adoring fans? I mean, not not much. I'll tell you. I'll you know? tell you. I'm I'm so glad you asked. Uh, one, he's got one of his uh, one of his good friends. I think is an assistant coach or somebody or a trainer on the Raptors staff. Okay, that was part of that whole deal, right? So he already has someone that he's close with there. Uh, number two, he's in the East. The only people he's going to have to contend with is going to be the Bucks for the next six seven years yeah he can do almost what lebron did and keep representing the eastern conference in the finals for the next half decade yeah but everyone's in the west i don't feel like that's that strong of an argument because number one that's how lebron built his legacy no number one i feel like there's a great chance that kd and kyrie irving end up at the knicks we'll talk about kyrie irving maybe ended up in the lakers in a minute but I think most likely Kyrie and Kevin Durant, I think they were roommates in McDonald's All-American game. or Maybe it was Team USA, yeah. They're roommates somewhere, so they supposedly have a really close relationship. I think they probably end up in New York. And when that happens, that changes the entire dynamics of the Western Conference. I think it does. Now, all of a sudden, you have Clay. The entire dynamics of the Western Conference? Yes, yes. He's already not even playing in the Western Conference, and nothing's changed. Yeah, but but it, you have the let's let's look at the teams in the West. You got the Nuggets, eh, pretty good team. Very young, very you got, young. You They're got the Rockets. Be... You got the Rockets. Choke artists can't ever win the big game. Functional AF, dude. You Dysfunctional got, AF. You got the uh, LeBron, the LeBron Lakers that I actually don't believe will get a single big name free agent over the, over the offseason. So you'll have. You know, I think some, they'll get one. Maybe. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I'll be surprised if they get any – I'll be surprised if they get Kawhi. Obviously, they're not getting Durant. They, they may get Kyrie Irving. He's their best chance. Uh, they're not getting Anthony Davis. You know, that's how, the, like, the four biggest – I just thought of this. The four biggest free agents this upcoming offseason, I'll start with the letter K. KD, Kawhi, Kyrie, and Kemba. Wow. Good thing it's four and not three. So, um, anyways, anyways – um yeah so then you've got the the warriors which right now like yes things look good but see if kd leaves now all of a sudden there's a chance clay leaves too i mean even if even if durant goes back if kd leaves they can give clay max money 
Not, you know, he and, can't sign. Did you know he can't sign a supermax contract because he didn't make the All NBA team this year? I That's, do know that, which is why it's that much more feasible for Golden State because yeah. they don't have to pay him as much. Fair enough. Maybe it's conspiracy, but there there is a chance that Clay goes somewhere else. You know, there's a chance next year we're looking at. There is a chance that we're looking at uh, Steph and Draymond and Iguodala. Pretty much it. Now, I think they would probably add another big name piece. I don't know who it would be. But Golden State would be. Foolish with a capital F if they let Clay go. Well, but it, the Splash Brothers it, are the best shooting backcourt in NBA ever. history. No question. Ever. No question. Ever. Absolutely. That's what NBA history means, but, but that's fine. They, why would they let him go? They up. wouldn't. I hate you so much right now. But <laughs> they wouldn't. But he doesn't. It. But it's his choice. He could choose to go to somewhere else. See, because here's the thing: as long as he is in Golden State, he's in Steph's shadow. Steph. The greatest shooter in NBA history, I don't think it's even close. The things that he does with the basketball, insane. Clay, probably also a top five shooter all time in the NBA. And he will never be recognized as the superstar that he is unless he's on his own team. and Not necessarily leading a team, but like so you, he, could go, he could go somewhere like, let's say he went to New Orleans. I'm not saying he would go there, but I'm just saying hypothetically. If he went to New Orleans where you had Anthony Davis, who's a totally different kind of player. Anthony Davis player, is not staying. I know, Anthony I, Davis is I'm not I'm saying staying. hypothetically. I, this is a total okay. hypothetical. Right. I'm just using the example of him as a player. And you had Clay as the shooter on that team, and you had Anthony Davis as the inside man. Then even though Clay's still not the best player on the team, like he gets recognized as the best shooter, you know? So I think there, there are some incentives for him to want to go other places. A lot of people said he's interested in the Lakers, which, once again, I don't think will happen. But, you know, I'm just saying... Kawhi Leonard's decision to stay in the East, like, it isn't as cut as cut and dry as, like, oh, you stay in the East, so you'll be in the finals for sure. Like, would you want to play, like, if KD and Kyrie Irving go to the Knicks, and a lot of people say that, you know, they might be joined by even a third player like Anthony Davis, and I still, I don't think that will happen either. I don't know where Anthony Davis is going to be. He might be in New Orleans next year. But, uh, you know, or, like, let's say they added another big-name shooter on top of those guys. Do you want to face... Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, you might as well go out west. It's going to be like the same thing that you're facing uh, against any of those teams. I mean, Kawhi Leonard and Kevin Durant are one, two best players right now. LeBron could make a reappearance next year, back as the best player possibly. But Kyrie is not a top three player. Did I say Kyrie? Right now. Yes. I did not mean Kyrie. I meant uh, KD and Kawhi. So, yeah, for sure. So, so if KD goes to the east then Kawhi is being either the best or the second best player in the NBA, you know, would you want to stay in the same conference or would you want to go out West? I, I just don't think it's, it's as right, cut and dry check as it out. sound. I'm, I'm going to drop some knowledge on you oh, real quick. Clay Thompson. I'm out. I'm out. Relax. You are the weakest link. Clay, Goodbye. Clay Thompson. Okay. When given the news that he didn't make any of the NBA, all NBA teams. Okay. He was all like, really? But you know what he said? At the end of the day, it's about winning. Yeah. It's about rings, okay? You can't be going to finals though? for the fifth straight year without more than just two All-NBA players. He's about winning. He doesn't care about being in Steph's shadow. He's low maintenance. He's not an ego guy. He's a, he's a, pers- he's a, uh, he's a good team character guy. He's the guy that's going to go play defense on the other team's best player and drop anywhere from 20 to 40 points in a given night because he's one of the best shooters in NBA history. And all he's got to do is play defense and shoot. He doesn't even have to bring the ball up. That's Steph's job. He doesn't have to mess with the media, because that's Steph's and KD's job. But if KD leaves, it's Steph's job. He's got it made in the shade. 
And no one's going to mess with him because big brother Draymond is the bully on the team and not to stick him if uh, someone gets in Clay's face. Clay is not going anywhere. What? Secondly. Okay, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, like, what would be really interesting is if the Raptors swept the Warriors, which we don't think will happen, but hypothetically, if it did happen, like... Upside down, that might happen. Yeah, yeah. Like, the Raptors, <laughs> like, they got the first two games at home. Like, they win the series, like, four games to one, you know, or they sweep it. And now you're looking at maybe blowing the Warriors up. You know, like, maybe you blow them up. Like, if KD's not coming back, maybe they got to kind of start over and, you know, figure out some different stuff. Maybe get Anthony Davis in there or whatever. And so then you got Kawhi, who was on the Raptors, that swept the Warriors. But you got the Warriors possibly being dissembled. And then what does he do? You know, do you stay in the East with KD or do you go over there that might be a much easier? So I don't know. It's definitely, it's gonna so you be mentioned KD, right? And you mentioned the Knicks and, yeah. and teaming up with Kyrie. <sighs> Those are two of the biggest egomaniacs, oh, yeah, for sure. uh, drama queens, uh, all up in their feelings, in their DMs, literally and metaphorically, to put them together on the same team. Yeah, they're going to have more talent than most teams out East. They'll be in the playoffs. Yeah, But we've seen time and time again in the playoffs, teams need chemistry, they need defense, and they need selflessness. Those two together don't embody a third of that. Kyrie is kind of a liability on defense. KD from his length and his, and his athleticism can play defense when he wants to. Fine. But the two of them, it's not going to be a match made in heaven the way people think. So... They can go to the East, or Kyrie's already there from Boston. They can go play on the Knicks. They're not going to be a threat to Toronto if Kawhi stays and runs it back. Yeah, but they're, they're probably going to have a third piece as well. I don't know who that third piece might be, but they're probably going to add a third piece. Uh, they, think, they think they're actually in a decent position to be able to sell that like, let's say that uh, this is this is a scenario. Like, let's talk about free agencies. That's, you know, something we wanted to move on to. Before before we do that, though, what's your official pick for the finals? I think it's going to be a gentleman sweep for one Golden State. Same. I, I feel the exact same way. Um, so Look at that. We agree. We agree. Oh, I got that shirt. I have that same shirt. Y'all need Jesus. Mine's light blue. Yeah, we do. Yeah, uh, we do. So, uh, moving on to free agency, though, here is why the Knicks feel like they're in a good position to get Anthony Davis. Because they have the number three overall pick, thanks to the, the, the draft lottery, and the Pelicans are getting uh, Zion Williamson. So, people are talking about the Knicks packaging that third overall pick along with, I don't know, maybe Knox or you know somebody else is on the team, sending that to the Pelicans in return for Zion Williams or for uh, Anthony Davis with that third pick, the Pelicans get JT Barrett and then you got Zion Williamson and JT Barrett on the same team might be kind of a cool scenario. So, you know, if, True. if they were able to get Anthony Davis uh, and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, it would be absolutely insane. What I think is going to happen. I think the Knicks will get Kevin Durant and Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving, I'm not sure. He, there, We'll show a picture real quick of him in a Lakers uniform uh, on Twitter. This actually made uh, made some <laughs> rounds yesterday. Uh, hey, look at that. Yeah, he's considering the Lakers. He's in L.A. right now. I think he's still in L.A. He was last night. I think he had dinner and went to a club with LeBron. So here's a yeah. picture of Kyrie Hi. wearing the number 11 Lakers jersey. 
And this was only fueled more by the fact that LeBron liked this photo. So LeBron liked this photo. People are thinking he's trying to sell Kyrie Irving on coming over to the uh, coming over to the Lakers. So I I, I just don't know who the Lakers are going to get. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it'll be an exciting time. I'll tell you what, man, the NBA has done a lot to really keep interest going long after the season is over with offseason and, and free agency and all that. I got to tip my cap to the commissioners past and present. They've done a good job with that. We're still talking about it and we will be for the next several months. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Definitely very interesting time in the NBA. Uh, you know, you got a lot of big name free agents. You got a lot of exciting draft picks coming. Uh, you know, my, my hometown, even though Lakers are my team, still, you know, the hometown Atlanta Hawks are a pretty interesting team right now, also with Trey Young, John Collins, and the number eight and number 10 picks. And I think they re signed the oldest player in the NBA. <laughs> Who's that? Vince Carter. Oh, snap. He's still playing. Yeah. He, Way to I, go, Vince. I think Vince Carter could easily move into like a uh, a player coach kind of role, you know, kind of like Jawan Howard was at. Yeah. Uh, Jawan Howard was at uh, Miami for Miami. those last couple runs with LeBron. You know, he was on the team, but you could tell he was already kind of starting to coach. I see that with Vince Carter right now. Uh, and your boy Jawan Howard actually got a job at Michigan. Is in that your college team there? Let's go, Blue. Yeah. Let's get it. I'm excited. Yeah. I guess something excited in Michigan. But it, a lot of people say it was like the welcoming back of the Fab Five, you know. So, but I didn't hear about Jawan, but that's a good unintended consequence. What's that? Jawan's a high class guy from all accounts, yeah, yeah, and he, he bleeds maize and blue, right? Uh, it just happens to be that he was on the Fab Five. So, this, uh, him coming back home to, to Michigan uh, does open the door for uh, the reconciliatory process for the Fab Five because yep. there was some drama there. Seems that's all been squashed, and they're all going to rally around Jawan. So, I'm excited, and I look forward to seeing them being very, very competitive uh, in short order. You know, I didn't even know John Beeline had left. He's coaching the Cavaliers now. I did not even know that. Did you know that? Wow. I actually didn't. <laughs> I didn't know that either. People kept wow. saying, like, they were saying, I like the move better for Juwan Howard going from the pros to college instead of going to the college to the pros. And I finally figured out what they were talking about. Yeah, John Beeline is a gotcha. coach of the Cavs now. So, what a terrible job to walk into. Why would you even want that job? What a terrible job. Because it pays better, I guess? I don't know. Probably does pay better. That that is probably a uh, a good call. And I don't know if he has history with Cleveland at all, or you know, I don't know where he was before he was at Michigan. He's at Michigan for a long time. Yeah, Ann Arbor to uh, Cleveland is not very far, so it's an easy commute, easy transition there. Yeah. So let's uh, let's finish this up. Let's move on to our thirty seconds of fame. You got anything? You know, uh, I do, I do, and uh, we're gonna keep with the NBA. Oh, thir- thirty seconds Spock. to glory. That's what it is. 30 seconds of glory. You know, uh, Kawhi, look, this is why you did your load management all year. This is why you sat out for 15, 20% of the games in the regular season. And so far, you've put up. Uh, You've had game-winning shots, game sevens, the time running out. Uh, You've played monster defense. You've had some crazy highlights. You've got a new nickname, The Claw. But now's the time to show San Antonio why they made such a big mistake in trading you. Slash, why you forced your way out? Stick it to Golden State and the dynasty. Make your stake. Boom, boom, glory. My thirty seconds to glory is going to be to you, Mike Budenholzer, who we affectionately knew uh, in Atlanta 
as uh, Bud Light after he got a DUI before he even coached his first game in Atlanta. And as an Atlanta coach, he led the Hawks to, I believe, 61 wins. Phenomenal. Number one seed. Then he left and went to the Bucks, which we all really questioned. And now he found himself again in the Eastern Conference Finals, this time up two games to zero. And in two combined Eastern Conference Finals trips, He's won a total of two games, an average of one game per team per trip, as he won zero in Atlanta. Uh, it's time, Coach Bud, to figure out what you need to do to get to the next level. A lot of people call him a poor man's Greg Popovich, and he's definitely a poor man's Greg Popovich because he has trouble adjusting in the playoffs. He actually has trouble adjusting any time his teams meet any kind of tension, and that's not good news for the Bucks. So will he be able to take the Bucks to glory? I don't know, but I just went to glory in 30 seconds. Boom. Boom. You got a flag. I got a wink. So that's going to be it for tonight, guys. Uh, thank you much, uh, so much for uh, listening slash watching. We may have, may have had some audio problems in the very beginning before I uh, clicked a couple things and fixed it. But thank you, everybody, for watching, and we will talk to you guys in a few weeks. Don't forget to check out our podcast on Twitter, at IPPod, or look us up on YouTube, Immaculate Perceptions. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.